Yo, Mark. Hey, hey. <laughs> Do you have power yet? Yes, finally. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I, it was it was such a mess. And it's been it's been a few weeks and it's still a mess. Like at the, the grocery store has almost no dairy products. What? Um yeah, like like all the yogurts and the creams are empty. Holy like, shit. Those shelves are empty and the f- freezer section has a bunch of empty. It's incredible how fragile our society is. Yeah. Seriously. So so basically, like a bunch of neighborhoods in Montreal were out of power for two or three days. Mm-hmm. I mean, some places were for like a week. Yeah. But uh, I mean, my neighborhood was just out for 46 hours. Mm-hmm. But so everyone had to go like do their groceries in the neighboring neighborhoods, like around this neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, so then they were like, they were running out of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge lineups at every single restaurant. I thought I would go to Starbucks and get some work done. It's like forget it. It was full. Like wow. there was nowhere to sit. Every every single plug was being used yeah. by someone <laughs> charging something. Power bars plugged into power bars. Just yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like yeah, it was it was like a refugee camp. Jesus. So, so yeah, so I I didn't get much work done, but you know, but now the power's back and but like the, yeah, because because of you know, our society is so optimized, right, for efficiency. Yeah. And we saw this through during COVID, how all the supply chain was like disrupted. Mm-hmm. And often there shouldn't be a reason why, right? Like, but yeah. So yeah, so so the grocery stores are still not not stocked up. So I don't know if it's because their warehouses ran out of power or mm. or just we're so optimized that if one neighborhood wastes food for two days hmm. then like the whole supply chain is <laughs> collapses because whoa like <laughs> we did not anticipate pe- that many people wasting food yeah yeah they're riding the line so closely that with it exactly any hiccup and they're totally <laughs> like yeah. they lose their whole head no, no no one more day and we we would have had to resort to cannibalism yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and it happened to be the week you were here so <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i could have could have taken a bite. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I yeah, I put on so much muscle in, in Victoria. It's just like, mmm. I know. Delicious. Like, mm, prime. Yeah, exactly. Triple A. <laughs> graduated. Graduated <laughs> up to that filet mignon. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's that's over. I, I, I mean, at least I'm, it's back to normal in our house. Like, Good. I could be productive again. You have internet, so you can use ChatGPT again. Exactly. <laughs> And that's all I do every day. <laughs> it feels like it sometimes, uh, but no, I've been. I've, I'm still working on the refactoring of Power Importer. Right. So yeah. So like, I wasn't sure how much work it would take, uh, and then when I started analyzing it, I was like think, rethinking of rewriting everything. Okay. Like the the UI, the Jesus. the importers themselves, and the queues, and mm. so. But then I had to scope it down. Like, no, that's getting out of hand it's i don't know how long this is gonna take me mm-hmm. so my i decided the most important part was the part that i hate doing the most which is building the ui like that's that's the part where i waste so much time so it's like if i can just solve that mm. so all the importers have the exact same ui uh. it's reusable and it's generic because the, there's no reason why the, there's very little difference between each importer right like Sure, maybe this one has one or two extra features they can set, but like I can 
you can easily add those with a, like a template that you just override for one importer. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, I've made a lot, some good progress. I think I might be done in a week or two. Great. But I, I think that's where I'm going to stop the, the refactoring. Okay. After that, because I'm using <laughs> chat GPT so much and I'm getting really good at prompts and, right. and I'm, it's like, I don't know if it's like, what's the importance of having nice, clean code when I can just <laughs> generate code like in yeah. minutes. So yeah, I think once I've done, I've done that, I think I'll be able to, to, to use chat GPT to, to create new importers really quickly. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing, right? Cause a few months ago I was considering like, hiring someone. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> no, no, I should, should hire someone, but now seriously, like, I don't think I could be as, as effective hiring someone than I am with just co-pilot or chat GPT. Sure. So yeah, it's, uh, it looks promising. <laughs> Good. That's fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, I mean, I've been I've been using it a lot for the refactoring. Yeah. Like, and by doing that, I've also really improved my, my prompt writing, and that has led me to a bunch of new ideas for products. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I mean, there's so much stuff I want to I want to be building. It's, it's exciting times. Yeah, man. <laughs> but right now, it's like I really have to focus on finishing this refactoring. Right. Yeah, because I mean, that's going to be a whole new revenue stream if you can. If you can spin up importers super quickly with ChatGPT, I mean, that's probably going to be pretty exciting because you're just like, I'll import whatever the fuck you want. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can just do it so quickly. I get a customer email and the next day, yep, yep. <laughs> I got an importer for that. Done. Man. That's the hope. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, I mean, yeah, I do. I, I'm allowing myself to time to play with ChatGPT just, just for fun, just oh, to yeah. play. Totally. So like I, I said how much time I, I need to do on the refactoring. Mm -hmm. And if I reach that quota, then the rest of the day is, is playtime. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so what have you been learning? So you, okay, so you're getting good at prompting. Like, do you have some insights you can share about like how to be a good prompter? Um, not really. I mean, like there's plenty of, of databases and repos out there of, of good prompts. Okay. So like that's number one trick is go look at other prompts. Okay. So and it gives me ideas of how to how to prompt it correctly. Yeah. The I mean the other insight is to try to break down the task into smaller bytes. Okay. And feed each byte to to chat GPT. Right. So like so like, like an example, you wanna you wanna build a landing page. Um I mean chat GPT four does a good job but generating a whole page mm -hmm. but uh but even with chat gpt 3.5 i'm able to if i tell it what's the what's the template that i'm using mm -hmm. right so i'm like some say i'm using bootstrap this version mm -hmm. tell it don't don't give me the html and the header and the body like i just want you to give me snippets right when i ask for them mm -hmm. and then it does yeah it does a great job because it's not you know because it's limited by how many tokens it can generate yeah but with that context, then you can just ask, yeah, give me the nav bar with this on it. Right. And then create a hero section. And because you told it what the product is, like it just creates the copy for that hero section also. Right. Man, man, oh man, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like I, <laughs> it's it's doing so well. And I'm using it in the refactoring also. Like, you know, I want, I want uh, two columns like side by side and I want to be mapping the fields from the left to the right. It creates... The bootstrap components that I need 
for, for that. God yeah. damn. I know, I love it. That is so cool. I, I haven't been using it nearly enough for coding. Like I, I use it for like script generation. I'll be like, oh I need I need a Python script that reads from this file and like does view things. And it it's like, yeah, here you go. And I'm like, perfect. But yeah, I haven't yeah. I haven't done much oh, man, I guess I could have used it with the product video that I put together of just like using material UI, build me a tree view that looks like this. I wonder how it will do. I'm gonna try that after right. this. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a lot better than the code I came up with. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, if you just play around with it, right? Like, it, you don't like what it produces, just go re-edit the prompt and yeah. clarify things and then rerun it. And I find it doesn't take that many iterations before you get exactly what you want. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So th that's another thing that I built in my free time was a... Chrome extension for ChatGPT, and I use ChatGPT to write it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I take back everything I said. It's going to kill us. It's, the murder bots are Seriously. coming. This is it. It was nice knowing you. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. No, that's because I don't like the, uh, the history that ChatGPT offers of your previous conversations. Yeah, because are you talking about like, you hit the plus sign and it's like, okay, you have, you can like, that's like one conversation. Each, each item in that list is one conversation they have. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I use it so much throughout the day that easily, like I've, I've started like 10, 20 conversations that day. Right. And now I want to go back to my bootstrap UI generator. Mm -hmm. Like it's really, it's really hard to find that conversation again right like i don't remember what it called what's the title of it what it called right you scroll there's a delay before it loads the next 10 so that's the extension that i wrote is that once i have a prompt that i really like i can save it in and it stores it in local storage mm -hmm. and then i just have a pop-up and i can like repick one of those prompts and it pastes it automatically in a new conversation nice yeah that that's something i found when I was doing prompt work that there's, I was following like a really like a scientific method for, uh, I would have a prompt and it would give me some results and I would change the temperature and run it again just to get an idea of like, okay, what is it giving me? And then I would try to record like, okay, this is what it was giving me. I need to try, this is the next thing I need to try. And then, okay, new page, uh, try that. So it's like the idea of like my prompts are evolving so it's like I want to be able to trace back and see like what was I doing or how has the prompt evolved uh, since uh, since the beginning and how is it changing over time? Because that would be really helpful, what you've just written, the idea of like being able to go back in time and see where did this come from, like if I'm forking right. prompts or, or just starting new conversations. Yeah, exactly. It was it was just bugging me. Yeah. So I was like, this, this has to... I mean, I, I thought I could find it. At first I searched in the Chrome store and I did not find something that does this. Hmm. So I was like, oh, just, I've, I've built Chrome extensions before, but I'm not super good at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had something working in no time. Crazy. Do you, are you going to publish it, do you think? <laughs> no, okay. I don't think so. <clears throat> I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know how I would monetize it. And, right. and I think it's, a, it's, I was really just scratching my own itch and I, okay. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good business model. Okay. Or I'm also creating a. Twitter Chrome extension. Okay. Personalize Twitter user experience. Mm -hmm. uh, but same thing. I don't think I'm going to monetize it or sure. publish it. Yeah, just for you. Yeah. 
and I do some some questionable stuff that I don't <laughs> think would get approved. <laughs> well, I, I, like, does uh, does the Google Chrome store like do they check stuff? Is there a review process? I always thought it was like the Wild yeah. West. No, no, no. There's a review process. Okay. Yeah, and they can you know they can accept you, and then when you try to update it later, they could reject the update. Oh wow. Or or they could even send you a, like a shutdown notice. Oh, we removed your extension oh, from the App Store. Shit. Okay. Yeah, no, it's one of those gated markets that I I do not want to play in again. Okay. <laughs> we we did it once, and uh, we, and we actually were shut down for a while. Oh shit! And and it was like for like the stupidest thing. Like we had we had the word Instagram in the name of the app oh. of the extension. Mm-hmm. It was like. Yeah, and there's plenty of them. There's plenty of them that have the word Instagram, but for some reason they shut down ours, so we had to rename it, resubmit it. They're they're all using the Cyrillic characters for I, so it's like <laughs> it looks like an I, but it's not an I. Yeah, exactly. I'm using Leet. Exactly. Instagram, <laughs> but the A is an at symbol or something. Exactly. Oh my god. This bullshit. Like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I do not like these these closed like, gatekeepers, yeah. app stores that, that take thirty percent or mm-hmm. that can just reject your app for, for whatever reason. And there's no one, no human you to talk to. Yeah, it's not for me. Fair enough. <laughs> and and Twitter, the dumpster fire sometimes. Oh God, yes, <laughs> Jesus. Right, I do not want to have a product in in there. Yeah, but you know, just create an extension to personalize my experience. That that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Fair if it break, if it breaks, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm the kind of person that does not accept something on the web or my phone that I that I don't like, like a user experience that I don't like. Mm. Like I use ad blockers, right? That's the, the very simple one. Yeah. But um, but then on the website, if there's like an, something annoying, and I use this website regularly, I'll just block elements with, with the ad blocker even though they're not ads like i'll just block them right oh, or if i can't block them then i i use a grease monkey oh yeah just <laughs> so like i'll create scripts that that get injected into the page and modify it mm-hmm. yeah like i just i have like i i have the know-how so i have zero tolerance <laughs> like, it's like nope i'm going to customize this site so that you know it, it's more pleasant or it's, it's easier to use it, it's so funny you say that like I have felt for a while that because people complain about the AWS console constantly. And I've always wondered like, cause it like all of the APIs that it calls are available through the AWS SDK. Yeah. Like why doesn't somebody redesign the AWS SDK or the, the, uh, the AWS site to be like there it's junior mode and junior mode. Right. Like it's a super stripped down version where you can just like spin, spin up, um, little containers or spin up machines and have it just be like removes 80% of the functionality because you don't, you're not a power user and you're not using it. Well, I mean, isn't that what Vercel is? Oh, I, I guess so, right? These platform <laughs> as a service companies, this is what they're doing. Right. Because it's all AWS underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had considered doing that with, uh, I mean, because the other one that everyone talks about is Google Analytics. And it's like how shitty it is to configure and everything else. And yeah. Uh, I mean, the number of times I've seen people online who are like, does anyone know a Google Analytics expert? Like I'm moving to GA4 and I, I don't know, or my attribution sucks. I just want to talk to somebody like, man, it's so interesting how 
fixed to Google a lot of these people are when it's like there's tons of solutions out there like Fathom, Plausible, like you can just move to something but people are like no I'm Google, maybe they're running Google Ads so they they feel like they want to be at home in the same ecosystem but I don't know. Right. Or is there an employer that's using it? Could be. Yeah, could be. But yeah, like just going and reskinning it and just removing a lot of the the stuff you don't care about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could do that with an extension, but I think I would prefer to build a Vercel. Like Oh, totally. Build yeah, build something where it's it's like, yeah, forget forget having to deal with the containers and all that yourself. Like just Yeah. Put it into GitHub and we'll deploy it for you. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I just love that. It's so funny. I've never really been that kind of person to go. I've just like, oh, this there's a rock in my shoe. I guess I'll live with it. <laughs> with the exception of Grease Monkey, I used to have a lot of logs pop up in my browser. So like, I used to have a lot of Grease Monkey scripts to like change a lot of colors to be like, oh, okay. that was an error message versus an info message and like all kinds of things. But yeah, that was like the extent of <laughs> of my customization. Yeah, no, I. I, I do it for almost every site. Almost every oh, site wow. has, okay. has an, an element that's been blocked or a grease monkey script mm. that runs. I, I mean, uh, every site that I use regularly. Sure. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. If, ah, yeah. I should just. It's just the two of us here, right? There's no yeah, one else. Yeah, no one's listening. I should, I should call out crisp chat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I, I use it for Power Importer support. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the $25 plan, Yeah. but there's a $99 plan. But littered over the whole interface in all the menus and everywhere, there's a bunch of buttons that when you click it, there's a big modal that pops up and says, you need to be on the $99 plan. Okay. And I mean, maybe it's just because I have ADHD, but like for me, it's it's like a cognitive load to have all sure. these things in my face that I can't use. So... Yeah, I I blocked them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's really smart. I blocked them all, and and also you can search for plugins right in Crisp to like add plugins. Right. But there's a bunch of plugins that you go to install it, and it says, "Oh no, you need you know you need to be on the ninety nine dollar plan to install this plugin." Right. Or the plugin is not free. Yeah. So yeah, there's another filter I added. That if it's not free and included, I don't want to see it. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, and I think the next thing I'm going to be adding is some chat GPT integration. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the amount of times that I copy-paste a message into chat GPT to like, so that I can just answer with a few words and it rewrites it into this professional sounding, <laughs> like, very empathic like message to the customer. Right. I wish, I mean, I know that they, ha- they offer that, they call it the magic reply or something. But it's like forty nine a month. Like, oh wow! It's like what? Like, it's more than what I pay for Crisp itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was having a conversation about somebody or with somebody. I was talking about somebody the other day. No, <laughs> I was chatting with someone about like yeah, drafting email in general or that sort of thing. And it's it's very interesting because like I mean, there's tons of email clients out there for like oh, I'm using Shopify email or Clavio or I'm doing it inside of Gmail or Crisp and. It's pretty interesting to have like a one, whether it's an extension or I don't know, but just something that allows you to write emails uh, outside of without having to pay for an internal tool and paying whatever price because it's all the same. They're all using the same technology under the hood. All the different clients are just 
charging you different amounts in order to use it inside of their tool if you can use something like an uh, an, uh, an exception use something like an extension uh, and just do it straight out of there and then all of a sudden you get portability across all of your tools it's like oh it's pretty interesting actually yeah i mean i've seen a few people that wrote some chrome extensions that allow you to to yeah to plug chat ball gpt 3.5 in any text area that you have on any website nice so you can type and then it will complete your sentence for you. That's just smart. That's just smart. Yeah. It's like Grammarly. Just like, oh, it's just yeah. like changing your the experience you're exactly. having. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it knows your writing. It, it just absorbs the text around yeah. it. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's probably what you're referring to. I'll just autocomplete it. I mean, Gmail does it, right? But, yeah. but not to the extent, right? Like it will finish a sentence. It will add like three words. Yeah, it'll give you, if it gives you more than five words, that would be surprising. Yeah, exactly. And it has those buttons where you can, it already has the response that you just click it and it types it. Yeah. But uh, we know that GPT can do way better. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, otherwise, what, what else am I doing? Like, I'm, yeah, I, I used it for for um, deciding what to work on. Like, sometimes I'm, I'm just stuck. I look at my to-do list and I'm like, I don't know what to work on now. Right. So I found this great prompt for for ADHD coaching. So I it's it's based on like some some frameworks for how to how to get unstuck and how to like fo- focus on a task or how to get excited about working on this task. Okay. Yeah. So like yeah, so you give it like your to-do list for the day and it just asks you like probing questions and it guides you into like which one you should work on and and then like helps you like get unstuck and and start working on it god damn it (laughs) it was like amazing (laughs) is that a product jesus yeah exactly seriously there's i mean the average person does not have the curiosity to play around with chat gpt and and fine-tune their prompting skills so i think there's lots of products where that's what you do you experiment and find that perfect prompt and add code to it so that, like the example I gave for landing pages, like yeah. if you can add some code there to to f- to feed it just the sections for the landing page, mm-hmm. and maybe even give it a few a few layout templates, and then add it to just ask it to pick a random one, yeah, just so the look is consistent. God damn, there's just yeah. I just like maybe I'm thinking too big and I just need to build like shit like this <laughs> of like how can I use this and maximize the magic of ChatGPT <laughs> and just like try to spin out as many products as I can because that's interesting like an ADHD coaching to-do list I wonder if that's something that people would actually buy right I mean at, at, yeah at one point I was prototyping an idea like I have a, a certain way that I keep my to-do list mm-hmm. and I thought, what, what if I made an interface for that for that, a way to manage your to do this in that way, but have GPT like guide you along the way? Mm-hmm. So like you create a task and it, it detects that this this should not be a task; it should be a project. Uh-huh. So then it creates a project instead, and then it asks you like what the tasks should be. Uh-huh. Like I think you could probably even just do it directly in ChatGPT with the right prompt, mm-hmm. but. You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be easy. Like if your to do list gets long, it wouldn't fit in the four thousand tokens. Sure. Well, it's it's, it's it, it, it as you were saying that it reminds me of like setting a smart goal and being yeah. like, oh yeah, the prompt is like, I want to set a smart goal, and it's like, all right, what are you trying to accomplish? 
and then like having it push back on you to be like okay like does this time like does this time frame make sense uh and challenging you on some of your assumptions that that's very interesting yeah yeah i mean uh, i've i've done a bunch of stuff like that where i just want to brainstorm something or or yeah like ask it to to challenge me on something mm. like i'm thinking of doing this right and like uh <laughs> what was the one i had i i created a, a think tank and i gave it some names of people oh my god <laughs> like, mark so this think tank, there's, <laughs> there's tim ferris and there's uh <laughs> you know like name like four different people that have very different points of view yeah then like let's let's have a debate about oh whether god. mark should do this <laughs> What came and out of that? You're a fucking genius. <laughs> what came out of it's that? Just, like, I don't remember the details, but yeah, it just, it, like, each point of view was different. And so it really makes you think, like, oh, shit, right. I didn't think of that. Like, like <laughs> and then some of them are garbage. Like, oh, yeah, no, you're an idiot, Tim. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. But because I gave it all these different personalities, like it came up with very different opinions and they were arguing with one another. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm I'm using this wrong. It turns out that I'm using <laughs> ChatGPT wrong and uh, you're doing it right. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, there's just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really testing it with everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like I, like if an expert, if an expert could help me with this, I just tell it to pretend that it's an expert. Or if a mentor could help me, I just tell it pretend you're a mentor. Okay, yeah, because I was really struggling. Like at the beginning of this conversation, I was thinking about the code that I was writing because I was struggling quite a lot to build the front end for that fake video I put out, and I was struggling quite a bit. I was with the styling, everything else, and it never once occurred to me to ask ChatGPT like. It probably would have writ the whole thing for me. Like, what was I yep. thinking? Wasting my time. I should have. I should have gone straight to ChatGPT. Okay, I need to like tattoo this on the back of my hand or something. <laughs> Ask ChatGPT. What would ChatGPT do? Exactly. I need a bracelet. <laughs> w W C G P T D. Yeah, I think you should. I don't know. I want to get my twenty dollars worth. Yeah. So I, I, it, <laughs> They should be paying you, I think. <laughs> Man, that's wild. Yep. Start a think tank. My God. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, like I, I'd have to prepare. Like If I look through my history now, there's probably some embarrassing stuff too that I don't want to share. <laughs> but there's probably a bunch of other examples I can't think of right now. So yeah, so I mean, I guess that's why I, I created a, a plugin for ChatGPT. I spend all day in it. Sure. It's like, it's, the tab is open all day long. Yeah. And now recently it's been acting up. They, It's been logging me out like every day. Oh, okay. Like, sometimes several times a day. Like, Or I go to the page, click new chat, start a new chat, and, and it returns an error. Says, uh, so I have, to, I have to hit F5 to refresh the page and then I can do it. Hmm, okay. So I don't know if they're like throttling me or something. <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop him. <laughs> He's costing us a fortune. Exactly. Oh my God. So I'm, uh, I think, yeah, I think I might be eventually just switching to the API. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, had, I haven't had a chance to use, like I've used ChatGPT, but I haven't used the, I haven't used, I don't have access to GPT-4, the model. Okay. Um, I only have 3.5. Um, do you have any 
have you played enough with it to to like be able to tell a difference or have an opinion on how much better four is um it is basically because you're so limited like i think i can only do like 25 questions per three hours with with gpt4 okay so i i conserve them I, <laughs> so i stick the 3.5 for almost everything okay and if it, and it's when it's when 3.5 gets stuck and I rewrite the prompt and it's just not working, mm. I'll spin it up with GPT-4. Okay. And yeah, most of the time it gets it right. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, does, um, do you not get, because you, help me understand the, the throttling. Like, do you only get so many questions to ask GPT-4 a day, even though you pay? Yeah, exactly. Like it, I'm on the pro plan. And like I said, it's like 25 in a three hour window. Okay. So, so yeah, so I don't use it by default because I would easily bust the 20, <laughs> easily. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. And then, and then I'd be stuck, right? Like I'd have to, I prefer just stick to, and, and the other thing is that it purposely types super slow. Oh. Yeah. And it's very verbose by default. So, and sometimes I tell it, don't give me explanations. Don't just give me the code. And, and it still gives explanations mm. and it's, and it types so slow. It's like, oh, come on, I'm falling asleep, dude. <laughs> give me the code. <laughs> exactly. But 3.5 is like instant. Okay. So, so yeah, so that's my methodology. I use 3.5. And when I see that it's stuck, it just doesn't know, it doesn't know what it's doing. It's imaginating things. Right. I'll switch over to four and often, yeah, it totally fixes it. Like, and a recent example was I was doing my corporate accounting. Everyone fell asleep now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like in, in Canada, like when, when you do your corporate income tax, like there's these codes that, that, uh, that are like part of the industry. It's like standard codes mm -hmm. and these codes define what different accounts. So I was like, I was just asking it questions. Wait up. I, you know, I have this uh, multi-currency thing going on here and like what would be the best way to put that in my books? Mm. And yeah, no matter how I phrased it or asked it, 3.5 was just not working. It would imagine the codes, like it would make up stuff that was false. Okay. So I s switched to four and it was like amazing. Mm. It was better than any accountant that I've ever worked with. Crazy. <laughs> it, it just told me exactly how to put it in the books and I... I double checked, of course, because it's pretty important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and all the codes were right; like they were all correct. Mm. So, yeah, it's uh, GPT four is the bomb. God damn. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just so excited to build new things. Yeah. Like this really, <laughs> it's really, it's it's so fun. Like I'm, I'm just having so much fun, and I would love to not just have this fun on on scripts and plugins that I'm building for myself, but on my next startup idea. Oh man, me too. Like, so when I started to play around with it, I mentioned this a few episodes ago, but I, 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 I taught myself AI. I don't know. Like I just went in cause I, I, my knowledge of AI stops basically at the statistics part. So like I learned about, you know, we all learn how to, we all do a star in school and learn how to <laughs> implement like basic decision-making but I was like, okay, I need to at least try to understand how some of this works. Like, what is a neural network and how does it all get put together? And I found this awesome YouTube channel. I think it's called Three Blue, One Brown. And he's he must be a math he has he must be a mathematician um, because he really breaks a lot of these subjects down and his visualizations are amazing. But I followed his 
his course on um, neural nets and he uses the example of like how to go from a hand-drawn number to a to a to an actual number like how do you do the um digitization of of characters of and do of doing ocr but while i was learning about that i was learning about vector embeds and like all these other things and learning how it all gets put together and like man one of the interesting opportunities feels like fine-tuning models um have you looked at the the documentation for how OpenAI shows shows you how to fine-tune their models no it's interesting so like the example they use is the olympics so like say the olympics just happened it'll be like you can fine-tune the model by giving it like question and answer pairs of like who won silver at this event and it's like this person won silver uh, and then like you feed it information in the form of question of, of like prompts and uh, of like queries and answers and you do and they give you some instructions of how to like mine specific things for information so like oh you have like a prompt or a query how can i turn one query into five queries of just like oh here let me feed you more information in different ways in order to get, in order to give the model that information and have it encode it and contextualize it um so it's interesting to think like if there is information that you have or or can create a trained set out of in order to fine tune a model then that could be very valuable um <laughs> i feel like a lot of the examples we see right now are things like you have a knowledge base for example and you want to somebody makes a is going to make a query against your knowledge base so you need to do like a semantic search in order to find the most relevant parts and then give that to gpt to return in kind of like a human readable format or in a summary like way um and you get great results from it um i'm just trying to figure out like how the hell can i take this and apply it to something and make some freaking money because jesus like there's so much opportunity it's exciting times oh man it's so cool it's so cool uh have you looked at all that agents and like auto gpt yeah i mean i've i've read about it mm-hmm. uh but i i haven't played with them yeah the same and yeah and yeah it's super interesting um and that's a bit like i mean like um auto gpt is really interesting mm-hmm. but like i don't know if you need to really have that much of a generic uh framework like I think you you probably have better results if you if you code the the gluing of the the GPT prompts and answers together, right? right? Like like imagine a landing page generator where you describe your product and then you just tell it, I want a hero section, a feature section, benefit section, testimonials, and a call to action, mm-hmm. and then you know it just turned out into the the list of sections and feed each section back to ChatGPT saying. We're using Tailwind. I want you to generate the hero section mm-hmm. and repeat what the product is about. Right. And then it returns it and tell it, all right, where the image was. Well, I want you to create a prompt that will generate that image. Right. And then, you know, connect that to mid-journey or something else. Or a, qu- a query to run on Undraw or or Unsplash. Right. So I think that for a certain need, a certain like job you're trying to get done, I think I think that'd probably be a better approach. Mm-hmm. Actually code the logic behind it. Yeah, that makes sense. But I think a lot of it would be done by GPT itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more research to do. And yeah, I'm trying not to get too in the weeds about it. Because um, yeah, I'm trying to find a, a product adaptation more than, or a product application. Right. But yeah, like it's, turns out it's a whole thing. <laughs> there's a whole field. <laughs> and yeah, like, and I, I don't, 
I don't look at the technical, like how it works mm-hmm. behind the scene kind of thing. Like it's it's interesting, but just like how I'm able to to build Microsoft's business without knowing assembly language. Yeah. Like I don't think it's I think you can go a long way without understanding how oh, word vectors work. Totally. How, yeah, it, 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 that level of knowledge is not a precursor to being able to build things. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just another tool that you can use to string all this stuff together. Exactly. I think that's more what interests me, playing around with it, seeing what it's capable of, and then slap a web interface in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's it for me. Cool. All right, we'll tweet more about your prompts because this is, this is fucking <laughs> wild. Like, you're, you're born to go viral. Like, tweet about having a think tank. You'll go viral in a second. Because if you don't, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to take full credit for it. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> going to be a prompt boy on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. We're no longer tech boys. Yeah. We're prompt boys. No more thread boys. Only prompt boys. <laughs> cool. All right. All right, man. So enjoy, enjoy the sun. Yeah, will do. Talk to you later. See you later.